0: You're like Peter Ankerman did the right thing in trying to control the ball <laughs> that's so
1: true This his history has joined this man all wrong <laughs> another goalkeeper would have put his foot through that <laughs> Tim Sherwood here you're listening to the Villa Podcast on Friday night Spurs thought they got their way Angsball thought it was coasting clear the to top of the table going seven points adrift of Aston Villa Football Club come Sunday they have been reeled back <laughs> in Spurs are in our sides once more four points to gap. we're still fifth, <laughs> <laughs> still exactly the same as we started off with and yeah it's, it's, it's great we keep winning doesn't seem to matter to the league though
0: This is going to be one of those really annoying situations Where we're just watching the table all season And we're just going to be staying in fifth Because we realise how good the fucking top of the table is But luckily we're also really good And I'm fucking delighted that you started off the podcast so positively there Because it's been a while since I uh, watched the match with you And I was thinking (laughs) during this your fucking dairy DNA has infected your mind. Two days out from Halloween, you're on age. I, mean, I think you were expecting to be frightened. Like you were acting like the fucking Luton players were all dressed as La Katrina. You were so jumpy. And I know I was being fairly negative about the fact that we only had four chances against Az Ed, But this was fucking ridiculous. I was actually questioning my ability to understand football the way you were behaving. But then it became clear. Your obsession with fantasy football hasn't just ruined my life; it's ruined your fucking life as well. It has. It actually has. I'm watching that game,
1: getting pissed off. Although you've brought it, you've brought it to the live recording now. When. I had made a promise to myself I can't record for another 40 minutes at least because nobody else watched that game the way I watched that game and look to be fair I don't do this with every Villa match I only do it today when they're at home to Luton and I've tripled up on a team for the first time this season I've made somebody the fucking captain and we'll get into that later don't worry and that's like it was just Luton it was the disrespect it was showing them it was it was knowing as well that we could score every time we go forward and it was watching them stop trying to score let's save you see a professional We're three goals up it doesn't fucking matter does it it does matter it matters to some of us
0: <laughs> that is one of the most most frustrating things about being the fan of an absolutely fucking lethal team like Villa <laughs> now you're just watching them keep the ball 3-0 up at home and wondering why they're not just 1-12-0 <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's let's get into the goals because we had another party at
1: Villa Park. Only scored three goals today though. <laughs> and the first one is gorgeous Austin McPhee, I mean he gets a lot a lot of abuse on this podcast as well as everywhere else. <laughs> and it's another Austin McPhee concoction. It's a it's a free kick down at the, the corner flag, really. And Douglas OE stands over it. I mean I know what you're thinking how come connor's not upset that luca dean isn't hitting it but i'm looking at this through a football <laughs> prism and douglas the takes it and he wraps his foot around it the doesn't wrap his foot around it he just lets that bad boy go right past him the Luton players are sold for a bar of chocolate and john mcginn is there and i crack up that john mcginn hasn't wrapped his foot <laughs> around it either. it was sat up on his left foot he had the angle we know we can do it we know we can just whip it into the far corner But Luton maybe also knew that too well and he just... It was too easy for him, really. It was lovely, lovely bit of footwork. He actually bounced it up for himself on his right as well and just passed it into
0: that same corner I wanted him to on his right foot. Yeah, but whenever I was watching on the I was thinking, why are we doing this again? So laboriously shifting the ball into a not better angle. (laughs) Oh yeah, it worked! And doing it twice as well. But the, the weirdest thing about that was that you were asking McGinn to shoot when there were still loads of bodies in front of me. Actually, it was brilliant to shift the ball like that. And... I'd say if there was a slow-mo angle from behind there we'd all be put into a trance just watching that arse jiggle. <laughs> the way he was able to manipulate that ball and manipulate his body into that position was incredible and then just to calmly slot it into the net afterwards. And you were talking about he lifted it, punched it up for himself. That's because John McGinn had given Luton way more respect than you had given them. You're watching the game through the fucking prism of fantasy football. John McGinn's watching the game through the prism of Luton being good at football. He's expecting somebody to tackle him in the box so he chips it over the foot. There's nobody there, John, just walking into the net.
1: And then the second goal, I know what you're thinking. Did Luke Dean get the assist for Conan on his fantasy football team? <laughs> no, he did not. Leon Bailey got it because Leon Bailey in the air is absolute quality. I told you this. And at Dean wraps the ball in. John McGinn's arse sets it all up again as well. It's like McGinn is involved all the time. He's holding, he's just holding the fullback off, waiting for Luke Dean to get into position. rolls the team. Luke Dean just says, thank you very much. This is what I do. Whoops it in. Leon Bailey gets up like nobody in the Aston Villa squad can get up. <laughs> And he drops it out to Diaby. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to score, but the defender got up with him well and it came off his head, it turns out, towards Diaby. And what a finish this is! Like to, to drop kick it, to come across it with the outside of his boot, to plant it in the side net. This is Diaby. Diaby on a volley, key like, is deadly.
0: Yeah, it's an absolutely delicious hang to the back post as well from Luca Dean. It's incredible how often he's doing that this season. Because that was one of the most frustrating things about Dean whenever he first joined Villa. was like, I know you're absolutely brilliant at crossing the ball. Luca, why are you not doing it? And now this season, it's just swing it in, swing it in, swing it in. I know we were complaining at the start that he didn't seem to be moving on the ball. But why would he move on the ball? Just toss it in. And especially when you've got someone like Big Leon Bailey at the back post. Sometimes you just have to give him something to go up and chase. And he gets up and to finish. I mean, come on. the way, like, There's no way anybody could have been expecting him to do that. He just slices it into the bottom corner. Nobody moves. That's a goal before anybody realises. Incredible.
1: Yeah. Th- this goal was probably... I don't know. Did Niccolò Zaniolo look at this and feel affronted that there's somebody bigger and stronger at him in the team, and Leon Bailey? We're not <laughs> we're not calling him Big Bailey, and that there's somebody better at volleys on him as well. But we'll come back to you another Zani volley later on the third goal. Bobukar Kamara. I mean, we we talk about him being so good for us at the other side of the pitch and controlling the game at the other side of the halfway line but this was just a lovely ball over the top to Diaby and I mean Diaby's done so well Watkins is inside him but he's right to take the shot and the shot's probably going in but the defender bundles it in anyway for an OG
0: yeah it's amazing from Kamara gets the sand out. It's been watching John the in recent weeks I'd say <laughs> it's such a nice pass and the best thing about this for me is I obviously know he's going to be hard to knock off the ball because he's got a lot of power in his thighs and because he's so small but to see the strength of him to hold off that defender and calmly just slot it into the net was incredible really unfortunate for him and for you as you kept telling me during the game that he didn't get the goal himself he <laughs> got the three bonus points
1: don't worry the thing about Diaby as well is that he looks better than everybody else and I don't I don't just mean that he actually looks better he looks you know, a million dollars all the time he's got a great smile he looks well put together <laughs> But I was looking at it thinking, why does his shirt look so much better on him than everybody else? Why is he not as sweating? Is is he just this effortless? And I realised he's wearing under armour underneath. Why isn't everybody doing that? Surely that's better. Just put on under armour underneath, get your arms nice and warm. And get your shirt nice and dry. <laughs> and, and you look and feel better. I have to go back. Does he always do this? Or did he just do it today? And this is the change. This is the upturn in Moussa Diaby's form. Or did he actually <laughs> stopped. He, he stopped looking at himself and the reflections that he can see across the pitch. I don't know where he's seeing these reflections. And he realises I look way better and therefore I feel better.
0: You're the only person in the Aston Villa sphere who's going to go back and analyse Moussa Diaby's performances <laughs> through his fashion choices. Good luck.
1: And the Luton goal, <laughs> how disappointing! Like oh, my, this, I, I shouldn't have, get, I shouldn't have gotten this angry. And it's probably again just with a disrespect to Luton. I don't, I don't want to see another one. It's, it's all well and good seeing West Ham and Brighton, you know, tried their hardest to swing a punch at us, you know, thinking that they got a bit of success because they cut our cheek. They managed to scrape our cheek with the edge of their boxing glove. Like that is funny to see their little one registered compared to our 10. That we got. <laughs> but I don't want to see Luton coming away with just a two-goal defeat at Villa Park. I mean, and, and I don't want to see it because of this. I mean, the cross is dealt with. The ball has def- <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it deflected into the air. The, the danger is over. And all Konza has to do now is clear it. And he's actually, is it Adebayo? I'm not sure who he's still holding off to. So he's, not, he's not free to just stick around here. He's holding off a forward. He's under a bit of pressure. He's five and a half yards out. And he lobs his own goalkeeper. He lobs his own goalkeeper. I mean, spoiler alert, this... Actually, not spoiler alert, this is not the winner of the What the Fuck Award. We're gonna come back. Hang on for that. Let's see what the drop up rate <laughs> thinks of that. I've got a bigger one in the What the Fuck Award. But this was like Jesus, this was all over the WTF skill. I mean, like he lobs his own goalkeeper. Emmy Martinez is diving backwards, trying to save a shot from his own defender, and it hits off his head. It's Jordan Pickford stuff
0: and it hits off his head and goes in. Yeah, and if you're able to lob Emmy Martinez of all the people in the world who difficult to lob he is the number one in the world the way he's able to you know shift his feet back yeah. to get just catch the ball ordinarily that's what it is so it has to be some fucking header to beat him <laughs> I think if you look up Hubris in the dictionary you'll see an image of Kanza holding off Bayaro here like I mean I mean, some of our younger listeners will probably see a gif of this goal. It's fucking ridiculous. What? Is he playing at? And he gets some amount of force on it. Oh, yeah. It comes straight off his head. Like, it's a fucking great effort, to be fair.
1: He doesn't fucking do that at the other end, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Never headed a ball that cleanly. It's, I, it did this I think I got so angry as well, because this was a 10-minute phase. And again, granted, it was just like, just go score more goals. But that's normally what we do. And they were just all a bit messing around they all needed a kick up the arse I thought
0: they all needed a kick up the arse or they all they just able to were able to see the scoreboard and realised they were 3-0 up yeah well actually
1: as it turns out I was just about to check the goal difference how much we would have caught up on Liverpool but uh, it turns out we're a point behind Liverpool and we're also <laughs> two points behind City two points behind Arsenal four points behind Spurs going alright we won a game. <laughs> <laughs> and in that spirit we're going to get into WhatsApp we just chat to you after this the Villa Podcast win ratio is second to none. All right, just a couple of fines to hand out. Well, a couple of people, three fines overall. One person is getting two fines, but the first one is John McGinn. This wasn't even a John McGinn shot, really. This was just...
0: This shot from John McGinn wasn't this a John shot McGinn. shot from
1: John McGinn was a John McGinn shot. I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't the John McGinn shot, but it just, just the casualness with which he just scooped it over the bar he knew he wasn't even going to score that he just (laughs) lifted it over and then Pau Torres thinks he can join in the act in the first half when it's still only 1-0 and I still need players to get in on the act in the fantasy football sticks and (laughs) Pau Torres literally lets one fly from 35 yards maybe and this was most annoying because actually I think I would prefer if it went wide it gets it gets blocked from about 10 yards away and then just Lobs up into the keeper's hands Pathetic
0: Yeah it's a, It's a double reaction of annoyance for that one It's like why are you shooting And then you see it doesn't even get a corner from yeah. it Absolute double whammy The John McGinn one he does this a lot. The guy knows and everybody else listening to this knows that John McGinn can spank the ball. How does he end up scooping it so many times? It's like he's trying to wrap his body around the ball to bend it into the top corner but he hasn't figured out how to do it. But we know he has. We've all seen that goal from behind the go- behind the nets in pre-season. What the fuck is he playing at? Yeah, I, I, that's probably where it comes from
1: most. It's disappointment more than <laughs> <any>. the, <laughs> the only other fine is Pau Torres again. Imagine this. There's 91 minutes on the clock. I've got Watkins, Captain. We talked about this last week. Talked about it on today. There's four minutes added on. I'm running out of time. It's another shite. Luton, Clearance, or Ball over the top. And it's dropping down to Pau Torres, who concedes an unnecessary throw-in. <laughs> maybe it is fine. It's just... Maybe it's unfair. Maybe it's coming from my issues that I need to sort out myself. <laughs> but uh, Pau Torres has gotten fine for this before when it's been laid on I think it was Crystal Palace when we're chasing the game and Pau Torres has been burning Pau Torres has played every minute actually since Tyrone <laughs> Mings went injured against Newcastle Pau Torres is going up on the Vimey <laughs> but Pau Torres also knocked that ball out of play on the halfway line when I needed not we I needed that ball to stay
0: in play and they rolled back forward again so he's getting fined for unnecessarily knocking the ball out of play because <laughs> he didn't want to unnecessarily take a risk in the <laughs> 93rd minute of the game <laughs>
1: He's getting fined for ruining my season. Uh, the <laughs> first, the first WhatsApp winch. Where are you going, Niccolo? <laughs> I like Niccolo. I told you this before. I I keep raving about him. But this is Forrest Gump stuff. Remember Forrest Gump, where they had to <laughs> unfurl the banner to tell him to stop running. You've gone too far, Niccolo. You've gone like it's like it's it's Bertie T stuff. It's like he's happy to take on a man, even if he's going out of play with it. It's like well. I could now pass the ball because otherwise I'm going to lose the ball or I'm going to go to play. <laughs> or I could take on a man. It
0: doesn't matter what the end result is. <laughs> yeah. the The reason this was so stark is because he's about a yard from the byline, and the way he decides to take on the man is to do him for pace. You can't do him for pace when you got a yard of fucking space to run into. Nicola, what are you doing? And he was running at full speed towards a byline that was a yard away. Fuck me, mate.
1: <laughs> and then it's a shorter WhatsApp wins today, the only other one I have, but this is the most serious one. Respect Chidozi Ogbeni for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, Bobakar Kamara got shocked there. It was like, just just like any other walk-on scrub had been coming up against him. I mean, Bob- <laughs> there's there's 30 yards of space behind Bobakar. I don't know where Matt Cash is. I fucking know where <laughs> he was. And, and he's just, he's just flat-footed. And Ogbeni says, well, see what you think of this. And he just burns him. And he gets an amazing ball across. And, And Emmy Martin has saved us, actually. I think Curtin Morris is coming right in there for an open net. But uh, I think he was just a little bit unaware of what was in front of him. And remember, Ogbeni is number one on the Would You Sign That Player Just In Case Award.
0: Yeah, I think Matt Cash and Bubakar Kamara were the only people who weren't watching that ireland Greece game at the Aviva. Oh, no! <laughs> they have to have been not watching it anyway, because we all know if he can see any amount of space in behind. I would actually have trusted a Benny to line up the Luton defender in the position Nico Zaniola was, because I know a Benny, can do somebody for pace in just a yard of space. I know he can do it, he's that good at dribbling. And you can't just be doing... Like, Kamara was waddling over there but the worst thing about this is Cash seems happy with the fact that Kamara's waddling over Cash is just standing on the halfway line hands on hips thinking I'd say Bobo's got this <laughs> it's Shadozi of Benny
1: Cash really is he's just hanging up there in case we turn it over like if we turn that over I'm away again so are like come on lads let's, let's get it Like, we can cheat in this game we can <laughs> we can cheat Luton uh, speaking of would you sign that player just in case reward? I've got one for this game Kaminsky the Luton Town goalkeeper good performance good performance couple of cracking saves couple of really good saves we'll talk about the Rossenthal award but a couple of unbelievable saves and we need a goalkeeper
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's probably the best thing about this season is that Emery has finally figured out that we need a goalkeeper and ordinarily in the conference league what you do is is switch your goalkeeper around give him a bit of a run out but he's not, he's not taking chances with that anymore the whole team is being rotated <laughs> apart from our goalkeeper and our two fullbacks obviously but to be honest based on what I was just talking about Matt Cash I'm happy for him to be dragged around Bosnia and Herzegovina or wherever he is next week full 90 minutes deserves it yeah, alright let's leave it there we've got some awards to do after this I've been letting you down, down do you, what, think, you
1: think Harry Maguire's a bigger loss than
0: Harry Kane? Yeah, I do You lose Harry Maguire That's a big problem for Gareth Southgate His biggest problem? Yeah, I think it's his biggest problem The situation got
1: out
0: of hand I hope you understand Are
1: you mental? It can happen to
0: this is analysis that you have to pay to get. <laughs>
1: That's bollocks on so
0: many levels because like, number one Harry Maguire. Oh god, I cannot believe that Harry Maguire has played six games this season and he's made the same mistake five times.
1: <laughs> number two, the drop-off from Harry Maguire to Tyrone Mings is not what Gary fucking Neville thinks it is.
0: And I remember we were saying, Harry Mackay. Gary Neville for some reason has disappeared up Gareth Southgate's arse. I think we've got the best manager we could possibly have for an international team.
1: I just don't know why Gary Neville is persistent
0: in trying to talk him into Franz Beckenbauer. He's a fucking siren call on England, the shipwreck. To of us. I think with Harry Maguire injured, I think the ability to go to a back four is lost. He was by far the worst player on the pitch. He's uh, really shit.
1: <laughs> Imagine Harry Maguire was missing. I made a
0: stupid mistake. Harry Maguire! But it's absolutely unbelievable how, whenever you play a ball to a fridge, you end up conceding the chance. The most blocks, most interceptions,
1: most headers, most tackles. For Man United, he <laughs> had more blocks than Lindelof.
0: Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. She he just cannot sad. get the ball out of his feet. And I know we cost 80 million, so it must be difficult for people to to make the link that he's actually shit. But just make that link. Harry
1: Maguire
0: 50% of Gareth Southgate's preferred team Started the Champions League final three weeks ago Who've collected more trophies In England than Harry Maguire has Convictions in Greece hey, Harry Maguire me, You would pick a team With Maguire and Calvert-Lewin Rather than Mings and Harry fucking Kane
1: I uh, 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 apologise to the fans. There's no emotion behind
0: it. England's most important player is Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. <laughs> that is just insane stuff. I made a mistake, a Grow up, Gary Neville.
1: Uh, sometimes I forget what happened in these matches, and then I look at the Rosenthal Award and think, oh, what might have been. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, this—it's definitely a nomination for a Paul Merson. Oh, that was just filthy award. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't get a goal out of this. I can't believe we didn't get a goal on the Zani volley. What he wanted all along. I mean, just put in a perfect volley to start off his volley tally for Aston Villa, which is going to be sky high. It is going to happen, but. Sky
0: high like most of his volleys
1: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't happen yet And this is Matt Cash Matt Cash sets Diaby away Diaby just drills it in That ball into Watkins That he always finds And Watkins is sort of On the pirouette Halfway through his pirouette In the box And Diaby will just play it Into his feet Because Watkins is blocking off everyone And this time Watkins doesn't take it Into his feet He just dinks it Off the top of his foot It's gorgeous And it drops out To Zanny Volley (laughs) <laughs> he tries to side foot it, he tries to side foot volley it, this was the time. This was the time you just put your fucking foot through it. You've tried it enough, you've got enough practice just lace that bad boy into the net
0: yeah there was absolutely no need to lift that into the air either but this is the level that Ollie Watkins is playing at like not only not only is he unbelievable he's able to understand exactly what everyone around him needs like this not just the level he's playing at this is just the type of partner that he is like Watkins has given him everything he could have asked for there and Zaniolo's just gone off and cheated on him like what are you doing mate (laughs) you've been treated so well in this relationship Ollie Watkins couldn't do more for you you need to have a rest you go have a rest Ollie will do the running for you you need a volley you stand right there Ollie will flick it up for you fuck me, me put that in the net
1: <laughs> yeah that was so disappointing really deserves a goal Ah, uh, anyway like it's, actually you look back at it now I just forgot until I read it down and it's just it's not ruining the game for me but <laughs> <laughs> the second nomination for the Rossenthal Award is Ollie Watkins and it's Cash drills it across I thought Cash was offside I don't think he was and He drills it across, he looks up, he sees it, he puts it in front of Watkins, Watkins catches it. I mean, we're talking about the Luton goalkeeper being absolutely fucking brilliant. (laughs) But the second one, and the keeper does absolutely fucking brilliant as well, but come on, don't give him the chance. I mean, surely he's not expecting him to be that good and to go with his near foot and near hand for the second follow-up. But uh, maybe he just needs to... It's a hard one, like he's just trying to run into the ball that he thinks is an open net, and he's trying to just make sure he gets this on target, but maybe sometimes you need to... Make sure you get it on target before the keeper can block it. I'm sure we
0: we would easily just be sitting here as well talking about him having rushed it. Why is he rushing it? I mean, the keeper's all over the place there. Just take your time, Ollie. (laughs) It's strange. So, I mean, it's an unbelievable near-hand GAA-like tackle. I mean, ordinarily Irish people get this weird sense of pride when they see anything associated with a GAA being promoted outside the country. But I've never been more annoyed to see somebody practicing the GAA skills in my fucking life. So irritating. What a save.
1: Yeah,
0: what a save. What a save is right. And do you know,
1: Walkins was laughing again after. And I flagged this at West Ham. <laughs> and it's all well and good when you score four goals a game and you might get another chance. He didn't get another chance. Well, actually, maybe maybe he did get another chance. <laughs> the uh, the Pau Torres to look at Dean into Walkins. I mean, Walkins, wa- look at Dean across to Walkins. And Walkins is sort of waiting for the to bounce, which I don't think he should. And then it gives the boys too much respect. He's like, "Oh, well, it's going to get away from me now. So I'll just run around to the other side of the ball. Does unbelievably brilliant to retrieve it, just urses the fullback out of the way to the ground, and then just carries it back into the box. It's like he's playing FIFA on amateur mode or something, and <laughs> and he plays it across his Aniolo and it's another brilliant save. I mean, Zaniolo looking back, maybe a bit unlucky to get brought off. Was he at halftime? I don't know. Was he injured or not? But like Bailey was unlucky not to start. In fairness, as well, so maybe that was the the fine margins of it. But the keeper. Did he save it with resource? Did he sit down on the ball or like just, just solid goalkeeping again?
0: It's a solid, really solid play from Aston Villa again. Pau Torres into Dean, you know, get him in the position you want to get him in. And then Dean not to Watkins as a turn It <laughs> It's fucking bizarre. Ollie Watkins goes after a fullback on the ball with more aggression than he went after the ball. It was fucking a yard out from the net. Come on, Ollie, like I've said before, there's a two hundred million pound player in there, just fucking yeah. score some goals. I, I just thought it was strange that he' Yeah, did he get into his own head was he not expecting it to make it that far was he waiting for it to bounce mm. was it? Was he waiting for it to bounce to go straight into the air once that bounces it's still going out to the wing nah. you have to get in front of it and knock it in and then like you said he does absolutely amazing to turn it over and to drive into the box perfect ball into Zaniolo and Zaniolo was really involved in that first half I think he, he must have had a knock but maybe he just fought. maybe he just thought he, he wasn't scoring <laughs> there was one before that as well where it came across to, to Zaniolo decent ball Johnny Old tries to flick it, but it was never on. Like I said, yeah. if you're gonna try to flick it from from two yards past the front post, you have to flick it. Zaniolo just toe pokes it straight out of play into the advertising hoardings. Uh, it was almost like that. It was almost like he ran out of play with a ball, again. <laughs> it was a bizarre decision. Maybe that was what pissed an eye off. Maybe that's all he could see at halftime.
1: Yeah, if he can't have it, nobody else is having it. Like, <laughs> there was one. I don't need to talk about it. But just a lovely scoop from Ollie Watkins to Leon Bailey, set him away down the right, and then Bailey drilled it back into Watkins, who'd so follow it up, and just good play. And then Diaby to Bailey great diagonal run from Diaby, who skipped away from his man and I'm thinking go on bang that go on son get your foot around it and he just I ah, just cuts it back inside to Bailey a lovely little pass and Bailey did he take it too soon he just doesn't get his foot around it he's sort of taking it from behind right. Watkins was sort of there as well I can see in scenario where if he does lay it off to Watkins and Watkins gets intercepted I'm, I'm complaining that they're dicking around again
0: <laughs> the shot was probably right just took it a bit too soon yeah the ball was behind him yeah he did really well to get as much power onto the ball as he did but I don't think he's ever really going to get on target it's absolutely lovely football though uh, Gabby was really turning it on at this stage the blind pass is so good so many passes from him during the stage of the game were absolutely delicious and just as I was watching the replay of this one I was thinking that our man needs to stop hanging out with you because she was standing there talking about someone cooking that they- <laughs> turns out I need to stop hanging out with you because she was talking about someone making dinner and it's actually me that's been infected by your fucking Twitter speak
1: because <laughs> you were like who's cooking who's you cooking you thought it was an another football match there was an old player another player cooking someone up um, the Luton had a big chance to Andros Townsend with the free kick into a free header again boys just falling asleep in there and then
0: Andros Townsend was playing
1: <laughs> <laughs> Andros Townsend who was trying to get a move like trying to sell himself out at Saudi Arabia apparently it was around the lower divisions of Saudi Arabia the, I think the, the second division and it didn't work out was the headline that read. <laughs> I read I assume maybe he was looking for too much money like he just obviously thought we're in Saudi Arabia here come on I know you got the money but um, he didn't get his move to Saudi Arabia and he fell back onto the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> he had a few months out there took a shot missed a shot and he still gets a Premier League Premier League run anyway but The last nomination, I mean, talking about cooking. Leon Bailey did do really well again in this game because here we are again, Leon Bailey into John McGinn, head up, whips it into him, and John McGinn, I mean, it takes that right footed shot as if he was trying to hit it. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it was all wrong. It was it, it, it didn't even connect with it. It almost looked like it fell over again. It was exactly like he would hit a ball.
0: I, mean, I never thought I'd rather see someone miss the ball than do whatever the fuck that was. It was so strange. It was like he connected with the ball about six times as he was missing it. It was like, <laughs> he dragged his whole foot around the ball and bobbled back in towards the goalkeeper. And as we said, you need not need to give that goalkeeper a chance to pick up the ball. He'd probably pick it up anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the uh, Paul Merson, ah, that's just filthy a word. Talked about Ollie Watkins. I think Pau Torres had a nice little chip over the defender's head and ran out with the ball again. Um, Leon Bailey, the nutmeg. I mean, <laughs> how emasculating is this for Zaniolo? Is he, <laughs> <laughs> he's already watching us call him Big Bailey and now he's nutmegging people as well and to... <laughs> Big success. I've never seen a defender get as clear and as clean a fistful of shirt into his hand But it's easier when the shirts are drains for him. Like, you can just grab, you can wring it out for him. Like, there's loads to grab. And he just takes, it takes his whole shirt off almost, and but a lovely little piece of play from Bailey. And it's a shame because he was actually past him, and it was, it was also effective. It wasn't one of these nutmegs where he loses the ball at the other side, which obviously doesn't count. I don't know how people feel about this, but I feel very strongly about it. Nutmeg is not a nutmeg if you lose the ball. You can't just knock the ball through someone's legs and laugh at them as they have the ball now.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're laughing at yourself for having lost possession. It's absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But some people don't really know how to play this sport. Some people are trying to have more fun in their lives than we are, Conan. We're, we're only putting it through somebody's leg if it's the best thing to do to score a goal that's just how seriously we take every level of football we've ever played but it's brilliant from Leon Bailey and it's so much grass in front of him as well it's a horrible foil from your man but yeah you're right it was comical how much he was grabbing his shirt yeah
1: the Peter Enkelman what the fuck award Ezra Connes is going to take some beating but (laughs) in comes Leander Dendonker and (laughs) With what must have been his only play in the game, he stands on the ball until someone takes it off him in our own box. <laughs> and it's Pau Torres who saves him. He just Pau Torres, I think, puts his hands behind his back and might might turn his heel on it and blocks it with his heel. He's got his angles right there, but the, the Donker is basically on his knees looking at this
0: happen. Like, Come on, man! Like, you're not going to get more chances if that happens. So slow, like everything about this. For some, somehow he managed to control the ball slowly. I don't know how he managed to do that. <laughs> but everything just looked like it was in slow motion. Yeah. Apart from the fucking Luton players who were bearing down on him. And the co-commentator said at once, or just immediately after that, Luton haven't given up on this game at all, of course they haven't. Den Donker is on the ball in our penalty spot. That is a fucking red flag to a bull. Of course they're not going to give up. That is like Jesus Christ! I can't believe they've brought on Leander Den Donker. Let's go. We can get back in. There's like there were only two goals behind at Villa Park. This is our chance to have the biggest result of the season. <laughs>
1: yeah. So who wins, Kanza or the Donker? It's a tough one
0: ah Konza's score resulted in an OG I think it has to it has to be especially as well because you know we expect more from Ezra Konza mm,
1: we do we do is there, is there another scenario it might be in 2 to Konza where he doesn't overcook that header and he gets it back to Martinez and I go
0: oh oh no but sorry Edric Hansa, I think he actually is trying to do the right thing. I know you think he shouldn't have done it whenever he was holding somebody uh. off. It was just bizarre how much power he got in the header. Yeah. And maybe that's because his body was too tight because he was holding somebody off. So maybe you're right. Maybe he shouldn't have done it when he was mm. holding somebody off. And I, like I, Whenever I saw him do, attempting to do it, I thought it was the right thing to do. But Jesus Christ, did he do it properly? Yeah,
1: he still did the right thing, but fuck it up. Therefore, is a what the fuck award. Good to you. Good to sort of thrash these things <laughs> out.
0: You're like Peter Enkelman did the right thing in trying to control the ball. <laughs>
1: That's so true. This his history has judged this man all wrong Another goalkeeper would have put his foot through that. There. Before his time, Peter Enkelman. The Peter Enkelman before his time award. <laughs> the, the, the actually westwood oh he was playing award Andres townsend you mentioned him <laughs> <laughs> only won our nomination ross barkley welcome back to villa park it's, it's fitting that he's back with these jerseys isn't it as well and he actually was competing with him the only Luton player <laughs> that that his white shirt looked darker we, we could see sweat on his white shirt the only player that that happened in the Luton team and ross barkley was there not doing much though was he
0: yeah, but this is the weird thing I mean the, the classic thing if you're if you're speaking in public is to make sure you're wearing a white shirt so you can't see the sweat <laughs> how the fuck has Ross Barkley managed to do this this is ridiculous and it's not warm outside maybe it's the Halloween factor maybe he was breaking into a cold sweat maybe he was afraid maybe he was afraid a big booba car Camara pounding down the grass behind him I don't know but you should not be able to see a man's sweat glistening through his shirt when it's white and as well he's been nominated for for the Ashley Westwood award so he's done fuck all why the fuck is he so sweaty (laughs) no idea
1: he did think he almost got a chance towards the end and he missed and the fans loved it and the commentator said he was offside anyway (laughs) (laughs) so depressing there was one time I think he might have uh, the one other time I remember him this is how sad a performance it was he did did Luton shout for a handball I think it was a handball in fairness to them the Luton fans on Douglas so the ref didn't see it and then the Villa fans were doing that handball handball hmm. and then the ball got went out for a throw and then it came back onto the pitch and Barkley was grabbing it to throw it out to the throw-in taker again <laughs> and then, as he grabbed it everyone ah!
0: <laughs> that's absolutely amazing yeah burning Villa old- Park
1: going up on the final metre <laughs>
0: The only other time I remember him is whenever he let his forward drift five yards offside and then played the ball through to him anyway. <laughs> now, fuck me mate. I know it's hard to see with a sweat dripping from your forehead into your eyes but come on. You know where the offside line is.
1: And let's go to the Vyman meter. Let's put Ezri Conza down will we? He's been going up every single week in the spirit of being more demanding. In, in the spirit of having a connection with our supporters, I think, <laughs> I think this is the stuff that Emery wants us all to do. Ezra Kanza, Ezra Kanza has to go down this week, right?
0: Ah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. He's having too much of a connection with the ball in his head. You know? <laughs> Forget about the supporters. And look, Ezra Kanza coming down in the Vyman meter, he's still in the lead on the Vyman meter this season.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put Watkins up, right? Ah, like, oh, imagine that.
0: It. Imagine that
1: because they didn't give me any points for my captaincy. So this shows you how much i put that aside, how much I will do that in the interest of actually making a football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I texted you during the week. In the last seven seasons, seven seasons, Ollie Watkins has missed 11 league games. And I'm not even including this season, which will now be eight seasons. He hasn't missed any this season. So in the seven seasons before that, he's missed eleven league matches, and I don't know how many of those are due to suspensions or being dropped or anything. Like, does he ever get injured? It's actually incredible. I don't think I'm actually worried about him being injured now. Just, just let him play. He's just he's a machine. He's a machine, and he can do everything. He can do everything except score when I make him captain. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love him. Uh, that's an absolutely ridiculous stat, yeah, and. I'd say a fair few of them probably were. Whenever Stephen Jarrett was just looking for a bit more quality and was <laughs> rotating between him and Danny Ings, absolutely ridiculous athlete, incredible. And like we said before, he is the epitome of the Andy Vyman meter. I can't like I'm not gonna, I'm not going to fucking demean Ollie Watkins by comparing him to Andy Vyman, Let's move on. <laughs>
1: going up on the Vyman meter, most of Diaby has to go up. I think I might have put him down there a couple of times, but um, this is Diaby I was talking about a few games before that when I said, I think he might be the best player in the world. <laughs> this is the Diaby, and I think if he gets confident i think it's clear that he's going to be cooking
0: (laughs) (laughs) as our ma would say yeah it's it's the array of skills i mean and this is why you were talking about him being the best player in the world this is why i said he's like a shit version of messi which is an unbelievable compliment don't anybody get angry at that (laughs) it's it's because he can do everything it's it's the pace it's the skill on the ball but it's also the vision the creativity it's absolutely ridiculous like the, the blind passes the no look passes the passes he plays into Ollie Watkins I think are one of the most exciting things about Fulham he plays the ball so many times to Ollie Watkins yeah. and I'm not expecting it. I can't see it at all mm. and I'm fucking watching game on a TV I can see the whole pitch I can't see it at the passes on and then all of a sudden Ollie Watkins is free with a yeah. goalkeeper
1: he sort of carries it a bit like Messi in terms of do you know what? he's sort of stumbling to his right as he's going forward but obviously he's doing it really fast so he's sort of falling to his right and his left foot always has the ball so it means he can go left or he can go right and they're all terrified. Or he can just, bang, as soon as he sees that gap, he just drills it into then as well. It's it's like the way he runs the ball, it allows him to do anything. Almost like Jacob Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the level he's at. And actually, hang on, going down in the diamond meter is, how many commentators are going to mention the fact that Villa are missing all these players and they, they'll read them all out and they'll forget potentially our best player. They'll forget Jacob Ramsey. They'll, they, because I think we've got a lot of players in those positions. They think it's fine in there. It's obvious when you're missing your only other left back. But they forget about Jacob Ramsey. Come on, just... I just want the fair... Crack at the whip, not for Jacob Ramsey, for us, when people are saying how good we are, even without these players, we're even better than you think.
0: We're even better than you think because we're missing our player of the year two seasons ago and our young player of the year last season. (laughs) We're missing one of our best players, if you will. (laughs) Going up, Douglas Louise
1: is just running the show again. Everything looks so easy for him. In these games as well, he just pushes on. So comfortably, so much higher up the pitch, and I saw something during the week that the Saudi Arabian clubs are prepared. And those times, in, close your ears. They are prepared. <laughs> they are prepared to spend sixty million on Douglas Louise in January. I hope that's his fucking salary they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Like, who do they think he's playing for? Do they think Villa are going to be bowled over by 60 million here? They sold They sold a sub to Man City for 100 million. Like, they gave Man City... <laughs> to, not, not our sub. They gave Man City a sub for 100 million. Like, here you go, in case you need him, you can have him. I mean, talk of so easy. Not, with a three and a half year contract, playing at this level, in a team that's... Well, they're probably going to be fifth forever. <laughs> in, a team, in a team that's top
0: five in the Premier League
1: he's not going for 60
0: million nobody's getting impressed by that in the Villa hierarchy no no like Douglas Louise is now the best player outside of the super clubs that's just that's the level he's at he's yeah. the next player that everybody is going to be looking at which is obviously really annoying because I'm sure Sky Sports will mention it every fucking game we're yeah, watching yeah. from my own. But £60 for Douglas Luiz is a fucking joke. (laughs) So fucking Calvin Phillips costs £60 Then Your man... Casado, £100 How much did Nunes cost Man City? That's right, Man City signed somebody called Nunes. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Going up... This boy's been going up a lot this season. You really have to hand it to him. And in fairness, I think we gave him his dues towards the end of last season. And maybe... Maybe from me there was a touch of... Not patronising... But I was thinking, you know, maybe maybe I'm just saying this because, oh, what a good tripper. Look at Dean is there, just <laughs> just hanging in there and being ready from whenever we want them. But look at Dean, we, we've needed him all season. He's been brilliant. It's not like he's just been slotting in. It, it takes some doing to get rid of him now, actually. And I'll tell you what, the reason he's going up specifically in this game is because when he went down injured, it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Like, yeah, we actually have nobody, but <laughs> we also don't want to go without Look at Dean now as well.
0: Yeah, he's playing he's playing unbelievably well and <laughs> I'm playing all the time. I'm <laughs> playing every single minute of every game. Yeah, yeah, he's been incredible. I think you're right to put him up, and I think we will probably continue to put him up as well. Because he's playing so heartily as well. You can see him sprinting back. It's like he's got a new lease of life, and maybe it is he did look a little bit frustrated every time he came on or every time he was used as our more solid defensive option at the back end of last season like, this is like greenish at Man City it's like, it's
1: like when you play you just, just keep it tight this is how we play you know, this is what we do at Man City watch and learn it's going to take you a year to figure out you have to touch the ball and then roll back to the left back And then Docky comes in, (laughs) his it's first season, it's like, let's go! go!" It's just bombing at people, he loses it, it's fine, they go at them again, and then when Grealish gets to come on to save Docky's legs, like Like Dean last year, Moreno's having all the fun, Dean's coming on, now come on, we're ahead, keep it tight, Grealish, you're coming on, Nothing stupid, don't be taking on your man, don't care if it's James Milner, just... Turn around, pass it
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he like he really seems to understand his role. Like he's getting forward and then he's bombing back as well. It's like he yeah. realizes he's playing for a team that are trying to achieve something, so that he can't just whip across and somebody misses and stand there looking annoyed. Like <laughs> he, he has to get back. He's, he's the left back for the team. Yeah. You know, he has to sprint back there. And sometimes it just takes a little a little moment, like realizing you're the only man who can do it now. Maybe there's been incredible man management as well, or maybe the previous manager wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anything else anybody else going up on the Vimin meter before we wrap it up Chido Zio obviously going up on the Vimin meter <laughs> <laughs> the only reason that you did we can confirm by another season <laughs> another season's worth of Ireland games but I believe I believe that you might get potentially a playoff game for Ireland in the Euros
0: this is absolutely ridiculous they sent out, almost immediately after we recorded that podcast they sent out another reminder email saying listing out the fixtures for next season which is three Nations League games three friendlies and then in bold potential potential playoffs I mean do me a fucking favour a couple of European countries would have to invade another couple of European countries and get disbarred from UEFA competitions for Ireland to be able to enter the fucking Euros
1: <laughs> and just as we say that just as I'm about to wrap up Man City are about to wrap up Man United season with a 3-0 away win <laughs> at Old Trafford and Erling Haaland has scored two goals and he has assisted as well the other goal the first time I took him off captaincy for the season was today so I can't even enjoy Haaland's haul (laughs) (laughs) and with that have a have a good rest of your weekend. <laughs> From a Villa point of view, it's great. The football's going brilliantly, but just spare a thought with me. Don't be celebrating too hard. Know that somewhere out there, somebody is not enjoying it, and that somebody is me. <laughs> Thanks a million for listening, and we will chatty in the next game. Well, we'll definitely chat in the next game. When is the next game? <laughs> Whenever it is, we'll be coming live straight afterwards again. See you soon. All the best.